welcome to Art Talks. This is Richard Codd, the host of Art Talks here on KZMU. Today is Monday, March 21st, 2022, and you're listening to KZMU on 90.1 and 106.7. And some of you may be streaming us on www.kzmu.org. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's a gorgeous day here in Moab. Uh, it's the second day of spring. So you had to notice two things. You had to notice that we turned the clocks ahead a little while ago. And if you're still groggy and sleepy in the mornings like me, now it's spring. So you got a whole new thing to deal with. So again, welcome to Art Talks. On today's show, we're going to be uh, talking about all the new art at the Salt Lake City Airport. And then later, we are going to be talking about something that is back. The Moab Arts Festival is back in 20, May 28th and 29th. And it has been, I guess, postponed is the best phrase, due to COVID for the past two years. So I'm excited about that. And we'll be talking with Teresa King uh, to to hear what she has planned. So, like I said, first up, we're going to hear from um, my interview with Nancy Vollmer at the Salt Lake City Airport. I don't know if you have flown through there in the last, oh, year or so since they opened the new terminal, but I, for one, think it is an absolutely beautiful facility. Um, I, I, a lot of planning went into it, I know there are issues about a long walk from the check-in counters, say at Delta, all the way out to Terminal uh, B, and, and if you happen to be all the way at the end, it seems like you're hiking up to Delicate Arch. But it really isn't that bad. Um, and, and we talked about how they're going to be improving that situation. So um, he, listen to my interview here and see if... Maybe you agree if you've seen some of the art. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Hey, it's wonderful to be in this uh, brand new facility here uh, in Salt Lake. Tell me a little bit about your background and what you do for the authority. Okay. So I have been working for the Salt Lake City Department of Airports for about six and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I worked for the Utah State Courts. Um, for the Salt Lake City 2002 Olympic Winter Games. Also worked in uh, Park City for a number of years and um, for the Salt Lake Chamber. So I've been doing communication and marketing work for about 30 plus years. And it's interesting to note that some of these jobs have involved art in one way or the other. So when I worked for the Olympics, I worked on the Cultural Olympiad and, of course, when I worked in Park City, I um, worked with the arts community there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fortunate enough that when I'm working for the airport that I oversee the art collection that we have here. Okay. And that's what brought me up uh, here today. As, as a traveler, I'm always curious what I'm looking at and all the new pieces that you've put in. Um, I wanted to find out more about them. Terrific. So um, how many pieces do you have on display at the airport now and and how many might be coming in in the in the new 
uh, terminal. Okay, so I, I have to say that as far as the airport art on display now, I don't have an exact count, mm -hmm. but we have a couple of major art installations. Mm -hmm. We have the canyon. The canyon. We have uh, the falls. Right. And then we have um, each restroom has what we call a whimsy wall. And there are 24 whimsy walls, so 24 restrooms, and there's 18 artists who have produced pieces for those whimsy walls. Oh, okay. And then we also have taken some of the... Are they electronic? No, they're actually um, like on the... They're like a wrap, a wall wrap. Oh, that's what... Okay, yes. that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, and so... Um, we also have some pieces from the previous airport, uh, the piece that's called You Are Here, which was in the international terminal in the mm -hmm. old airport. Um, that now is in what we call the gateway, the area leading from the garage into the terminal. Mm -hmm. We have the flying machines, so that they're hanging mm -hmm. from the end of Concourse A West. And uh, there's other pieces that we have um, in our offices that we have. We don't have the wall space to hang them in the new airport because there's so much glass in the new airport. Okay. So we now get to enjoy a lot of this really nice artwork that was in the old airport now in the new airport. Okay. But overall, count-wise, we have about 620 pieces of art in our collection. Oh, okay. But it's not all on display. Uh-huh. Um, and what was your total? Do you have a, a budget for the all the new artwork? We do. So um, thus far, we have spent about $27 million on the art. And as you can imagine, the uh, large-scale art installations are um, quite expensive. <laughs> but there was a decision that was made early on to incorporate art and architecture Could be, because we couldn't put in like the canyon or the falls as a second day thing. We had to have those, the artists work with the architect um, early on to see how he could incorporate the canyon and the falls mm. into the existing uh, architect. And there was a philosophy on art um, that went back to some surveys that we did early on when we mm -hmm. were looking at building this new facility. Mm -hmm. We went out to the community and we said, what would you like to see in your new airport? Oh, okay. And there were a couple of things that came back that were overwhelmingly things that people wanted to see from the community and our passengers. One was is they wanted to see the car rental stay on site. Mm -hmm. They wanted to see more areas to plug in and they wanted to see the beauty of Utah represented in the airport. So what better way to do that than through the art, mm -hmm. as well as the colors. You'll notice that the exterior of the airport is copper. I mean, we have a huge copper industry here. Kenica. That's right, right. yes. And we also have, um, just in the terrazzo flooring, you'll see specks of sage. You'll see more neutral colors throughout the airport. And then the canyon was built to represent the canyons of northern and southern Utah. And the lighting on the canyon shifts throughout the day. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when, when I came up here to meet you in your office, usually you're flying through. And I stood outside and watched it for the first time for a good 10 minutes. And, and it was interesting how those lights change the color on, on the canyon. That's part of the art installation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. 
And then the falls, of course, represents some of the natural falls that we have here in the state. And that goes from the ceiling to the floor. I think it's like 50 or some feet. And who was the artist on that again? So the artist is Gordon Huther. And he did both the canyon, the falls, and he also did what we call the benches and the plates where people can sit. Oh, he did all those white benches, the one I was sitting on before I came in here. Right, yes. Oh, okay. And if you take some time and look at the canyon, there's this really thin uh, light above it. And that's to represent the slot canyons of Utah as well. But yeah, but the um, lighting is part of that whole art installation. And the thing that I'm really excited about is that for phase two, we'll have a continuation of the canyon. So we'll have a central tunnel that will go down through um, the plaza. We already have the escalators installed, and it's connecting concourses A and B. Mm-hmm. You'll come out of the escalator and you'll have the Canyon 2.0. And then you'll have something called a mini plaza, mm-hmm. which will be like the, the larger plaza we have now. Mm-hmm. And we'll have something called Northern Light, which is going to be a contact shape piece made of that same dichroic glass that the falls is made out of. And it's right. going to be hanging from the plaza. Oh. So it's not going to be just a mishmash of art. There's going to be a whole feeling of this art throughout the airport. So you have a theme. I think exactly mm-hmm. a theme, mm-hmm. and actually the whimsy walls have a theme too. When we went out to select the artists for that, we asked that their art represent in some way again the beauty of Utah. Mm-hmm. When we um, picked the artists for the uh, mid concourse tunnel, that's a tunnel that people are currently using. Right. Um, we same thing. We wanted to represent the four seasons of Utah, mm-hmm. so we picked two artists, and we had one artist do two of the seasons, and the other artist do two of the other seasons. Okay. So you can tell there's this theme that goes through all of the art, and with that permanent tunnel that will go in, we have a large scale art installation called the River Tunnel, and it will be like you're traveling through a river. It will be a kind of a bluish color. Hmm. But it will be those same fins that they use on the canyon, but they will be on the ceiling. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> What percentage of the art is pre-security and what is post-security, I'll call it? Well... So everybody who's dropping somebody off yeah. get, might get a chance to see if something if they came in to eat. So, so what does that break down if you so have So I would say it's probably about... Uh, 20% pre-security and probably 80% post-security. And I'll tell you some things to look at Mm -hmm. pre-security. This is something that was um, refurbished from the old airport. It was by the track station, and it actually was called the Canyon. It's a Mm -hmm. piece that Gordon Huther did years ago. That actually is now on the roadway coming into the airport. It's a um, piece of, um, it's like wrought iron, and it's um, yellow. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize is, is a, actually a piece of art. Well, I just drove in, and yeah. I, did. <laughs> I was looking for where, where the, the garage parking signs. Yes, yes, so right. I have to yes, say. yes. So, um, but then when you come in, let's say you park in the parking garage, and you walk into what we call the gateway, which is an area that Delta has some ticket counters as well as United. 
Um, so it's kind of a quick check-in area. There's the piece that's, that I mentioned before that's called You Are Here that was in the um, international uh, terminal prior to this facility being built. And then when you are dropped off, let's say, from the elevated roadway, or if you're coming in from ground level, um, you'll see, well, and you'll see it actually from the second level, too. It's the mm. falls. That's a piece, you know, that is expanding from the third level Goes all the way, way down. down. Yeah. And then um, we yeah, have... Yeah, it's very attractive. Yes, it, yeah. and it's so beautiful. Different times of the day, light hits the glass, mm. and there's colors reflected, sure. and shadows cast are really elegant. And then um, you'll start to see the benches and the plates, pre-security, and you'll see the canyon, too. So... Mm. I guess about half of the canyon is is pre-security. Oh, okay. okay. And so those are probably the main pieces that people will see prior um, to coming through the airport pre-security. Do you in in these in in your art program, do you try to work with Utah artists, uh, Salt Lake City artists is or do you go out internationally? In- well, we try to work with both. And okay. we have some requirements through the FAA. We are required to work with um, artists or contractors on a national level. Oh, the FAA dictates that. Right. That's And I would have to go back and see where that's what yeah. I've been told, is that they okay. are the ones that... So we can't just go to Utah artists. Um, I see. As you can imagine with the large-scale art installations, there's just not that many artists who do those. Right. And that selection was made by a previous uh, city mayor, Mayor Becker. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. We yeah. could get into it now. The, okay. The selection process. Right. Like, how do you do that? So I know that Mayor Becker was the one who initially signed on Gordon Huther for the canyon and oh, the falls. Oh, okay. And then when um, Mara Biskupski came on board, uh, we met with her and discussed the Canyon 2.0 for Phase 2, and she signed on for that. Okay. Um, now, with the other pieces, it was a little different. So, for example, the Whimsy Walls, we worked with the Salt Lake City Arts Council. Oh. They did a call for artists, and they oh. had their board do the selection, and then we sat on the selection committee so we could provide input for that. Um, and so it was an open process. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Good. an open process. And for the um, the mid concourse tunnel, it was also a process, but a similar process. There's a, a program online called Cafe, where you can actually um, have the artists look at what the specs are for the project, and they can upload their work and their bio. And then we had a committee mm-hmm. of artists. Um, we had an attorney. We had Gordon, who's considered our overall art curator. Mm-hmm. And then we had myself, one of my staff members, um, and then a former uh, employee of the airport who was very involved in collecting some of our original artwork. Oh. So we're okay. the ones who did, and, and then we invited the Salt Lake Arts Council to be a part of that process. Uh-huh. So that's how we selected the two artists for that. And one was a local artist, Tracy Overy Covey. Uh-huh. She also has some work um, in the Whimsy Walls. And then another artist out of Texas, his name was Doss. And so they had two different styles, but they really complement each other when you go through the tunnel. I think mm-hmm. it, it really was effective. So that's the process that we went through. Now, when we have whimsy walls, select whimsy walls for phase two for those restrooms. What are, oh. Just explain what is the whimsy yeah, wall. Yes, so, so we call it the yeah. whimsy wall, and it's the, the, it's the wall wrap in the restrooms. And okay. each are individual. 
we have plaques outside the restrooms, so because you know you can only see fifty percent of them, depending you know which restrooms you use. Right, right. So if you want to learn more about the art, there's a QR code, and we actually have it on our website too. Um, I'm not quite sure where the name Whimsy Walls come from, but I can tell you where the idea came from. Uh-huh. Our former executive director, Maureen Riley, was in Paris, and she saw on the back of restroom stalls artwork that was done. And she's like, how can we make this work in the new airport? And that's how it was translated. And it's a very clever, unique idea. And um, it was a challenge to actually get some of those installed. (laughs) I bet. bet. In fact, that was going to be one of my questions, some of the challenges with installation of some of these major art pieces it yes. could not have been easy yes so the whimsy walls and the canyons those are yeah. big pieces of art they are and with the whimsy walls i think the biggest challenge was we didn't get the correct digital files from all the artists so when it came time to print those mm-hmm. They're supposed to take up the entire wall, and some of them weren't large enough. So we had to adapt by putting colors, like on the edges of some of the pieces. I see. So almost framing it. Right. Hmm. Exactly. And um, for the... I thought this was a fascinating process to watch, but for the mid-concourse tunnel, those artists were selected during uh, the beginnings of COVID. Hmm. And so we went through the the mid-concourse tunnel with the artist who was from Salt Lake, and we were doing almost like a, um, on the phone, we did a live um, record. Well, we recorded it, but we also um, let the art, other artists who wanted to tune in. So questions were asked, we taped it, and then we made it available for any artist who was interested in submitting for mm. that piece. Mm-hmm. Now, when they went to install, I mean, we were under, you know, the we had a, they had a, their temperature tested before they came on site. They had to wear masks. They had to physically distance. But what they did is they projected their drawing onto the wall and then they painted it from there okay and so that was a fascinating process sure sure i bet now i did reach out to gordon huther and ask him um, what were some of the challenges that he faced Mm -hmm. with the canyon and the benches and the falls and he said that they were primarily engineering and logistical Um, he said that they were pushing materials and technologies to new limits, mm-hmm. and there was just no precedent for these art installations. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it which made, is frequently the case with some some of these you're right, artists. You're right. You know, yes. So, yeah. I good. Mean, yes. Absolutely. They're pushing the boundaries. They are. And he said the fabrication was very difficult. Um, and he said most artists really don't carry the studio infrastructure in order to handle this many major installations simultaneously. Right. Um, so there was a lot of high-quality project management, engineering, fabrication, mm-hmm. administrative support, and what he said most importantly is a client that is supportive and has a certain amount of love and respect for the artist. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah. so that, those are a couple of the challenges. Now, we have mm-hmm. another piece that I haven't really mentioned. Now, the oh. canyons is a fabric. It's a fabric. Because the first time um, I looked at it, I thought those were all plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first time I looked at it, I didn't realize that they were fabric. It's the same fabric that is used for football players' pants, apparently. Oh, So it stretches. And it was really fun to see those installed because what they did is they um, kind of drew a template on the side of the wall, and then they had... Um, the fins, which were created out of this kind of a, a pole, mm. that's what probably the simplest way to put it, and they then they covered it with fabric. Mm. So it was quite the process. Yeah. And each of those fins 
was hand-drawn by Gordon. And so they're all very specific, a very specific design. Um, Hmm. But there was another piece that you'll see when you exit um, security screening, and that's called Near Distance. Near Distance. And that was a piece that we also selected through um, the work with the Salt Lake Arts Council. Hmm. So we went out with a, a selection process, and the initial intent was to have some sort of mosaic in that spot because it's a high-traffic area, and we thought people would be bumping into it a lot. Mm-hmm. But when we were working with the Arts Council, they said, "What don't you think it makes sense for the artist to select the material? Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, let's, let's try that approach. And so we have three women who are from kind of a, a mixture of art and architect uh, backgrounds who um, this was the first time they had done this large of an installation. So it was, it was really, I think, a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And the, this piece represents like the Great Salt Lake and the salt, the Bonneville Salt Flats. They've actually used salt from this Bonneville Salt Flats. I read flats. that, yeah. Yes, and, but the piece is quite heavy. So when it came time to install that, we were fortunate that there was this large brace already in that spot. But they did have to lighten the load, if you will, by a little bit because wow. it was extremely heavy. And so there's challenges like that that you just don't foresee. Mm-hmm. But we were wow. able to overcome them. Huh. Um, let me see here. And what has been the feedback on the art? I know myself, if I go through, you know, where's the counter? Where's the baggage claim? Yeah. Are you getting feedback from visitors? Well, I think... The, the biggest comment we hear is that it's a beautiful airport, mm-hmm. and I think that's because of the art. And I'll second that. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Right. And even though people may not notice it right off, it creates a feeling of relaxation, and it seems to lower kind of the anxiety of the airport, and I've heard people say that. And, you know, I think that's the importance of having art in an airport, is that it People come to the airport, they're anxious, they want to make sure they get through security, get to their flight. I mean, I work here and I still feel that way when right. I fly. Right. And But art helps to create more of a calming environment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the main comment that we're hearing, is that it's beautiful and it's calming. Hmm. Well, I have to say, walking around, um, it, it really is uh, wonderful. And there are many different pieces. Um, I know you have a lot of art here in in your office space area that was you were said had been brought over from the old airport, the old building, mm-hmm. and now um, you just don't have all the space to hang these. We're, yeah, but, we're but, so fortunate because we have this beautiful, beautiful art that we can enjoy on a daily basis. Yeah. In fact, uh, when I, after COVID, I've always thought it'd be fun to do an, a gallery stroll here at the airport so the public could come and see all this art. Because we do get people asking, what happened to this piece? And we do get a lot of questions from people asking, what happened to those beautiful photographs that were on the connecting, the connectors in the old airport? And actually, we still have those. I I remember them. Yeah, those so popular. And those actually are from the Utah Office of Tourism. And they are now in what we call the sterile corridor. So all of the international passengers are seeing those beautiful scenic pictures as they travel from their gate to customs. So they're still here, but they're just not as prominent as okay. they once were. Okay. Um, 
I was going to ask, I'll I'll come back to this, but you had said that um, you don't track nationalities or or anything like that, but um, let me ask this. So how many um, artists do you have here? Are are there 50 artists on, with well, artworks on display, or um, let me see. Any so we've idea? got we've got the eighteen artists who did the whimsy walls, and of course Gordon Huther is mm-hmm. the one who did the large scale art installations. And then we have some of the existing artwork that was moved over from the old airport, plus the artists who did the near distance, and the artists who did um, the mid concourse tunnel. So um, so that does not count the artists that we have in the representing the various paintings that you see in our offices. Okay. All right. Well, um, if if somebody in Moab wants to, this piques their interest and they want to find out a little bit more about your art collection, how can they do that? They can go to our website. We do have a page that's dedicated to art. And that website is? Is slcairport.com. And um, we do get inquiries on occasion from people who will say, you know, I, there was this, my favorite piece was in the airport, the old airport. Where is it now? Mm-hmm. Or can you tell me who the artist is on that piece? Mm-hmm. And we have a database, electronic database, mm-hmm. so we can look up that information. Is that available to the public? It's the, not. Not the, an, not the database, oh. but the information you oh, can sure. share. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. we can definitely share that information. The database is internal, but right. um, it's at our fingertips. Okay. So we can provide that information. And like I said, people do contact us from all over the United States asking about particular pieces that they really enjoyed. Um, if, if, how do you let people know that you're going to be putting in new art pieces okay. and say somebody in Moab or Grant County or, or in our area how do they find out if they said, oh, I'd love to have something on display at the airport? So, How do they do that? So we don't have any exhibits that um, change. So, you know, if someone says, you know, I want to put an exhibit in for the next six months, we don't have a place where we can actually have a changing art exhibit. Um, but if they wanted to have something that was permanent, that would be advertised on that web page on our website. Oh, okay. Um, so when we go out for the whimsy walls, you know, that will be on cafe. And so I think a lot of artists just track that so they can learn more about um, the specs that are required for that. Okay. So um, that's that's a good spot for local, for artists to go to. Definitely. Cafe. Yeah. And, and they can check with um, the Salt Lake Arts Council because we work closely with them and they'll be aware of anything that's, that's coming up that they can um, submit for a permanent art exhibit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems kind of funny to say we don't have, um, like, a, a rotating exhibit or the space for it, but we we don't. We actually have filled every nook and cranny of this building. Yeah. And so um, we have um, an exhibit wall that's in the uh, greeting room, which is pre-security, and that will change probably every couple of years, but it's highlighting a different aspect of the airport. Like, we, we highlighted the history mm-hmm. and the art and the current one. And the next exhibit will be highlighting uh, the airport sustainability. So it ha- it's more of a theme of that nature. It's not actually individual artwork. Okay. So the bottom line is there's a lot to come. You've already uh, 
put in many new pieces of art, and there's more to come in, in as you continue your construction the next phases. There is, yes. So if people want uh, to find out, you had said go to slc.com. slcairport.com. slcairport.com. And if they have any particular follow-up questions, oh, hey, I'm interested. Is there someone here who you could recommend that that they reach out to or just that general website? Well, I would say we do have an email address. It's um, airportinfo at slcgov.com. Okay. And so those I see those emails that come in, and we can always refer them to another party if, if okay. it's something that I can't answer. Okay. Well, Nancy, I want to thank you very much for taking the time with me today. Thank you. It's uh, been a pleasure. I appreciate it very much, and hopefully we'll see you down in Moab. Okay. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> Our next guest is Teresa King, and Teresa is with the Moab Art Festival, in addition to several other uh, activities in Moab, including Moab Happenings and the Advertiser. So, welcome, Teresa. Hello, Richard. It's good to see you. So, it's been a couple of years since we've had the art festival here, right? Yes, two years we were off. Two years. Yeah, I remember um, when we had moved down here that that was a fun event on Memorial Day. Right. So where does it stand? So we have opened applications for this year. We're ready to rock and roll Uh on May 28th and 29th, Saturday, Sunday. It's Memorial Day weekend. And we plan on being at Swanee City Park and hopefully have a joyous community celebration of art. Yeah. And um, how many vendors are are you trying to get this year? Well, you know, we know with it being, uh, having been not happening for a couple of years, we're hoping to get between 50 and 100, you know, vendors. Um, uh, They're sending in their applications every day. We didn't invite anybody who who knows an artist who has been to the festival before or would like to to come. Please and, think about coming. And, and how do people uh, find out about it? Um, they can go to the website, right. which is moabartsfestival.org. I believe the .com will forward to the .org website. Oh, and oh. So... And there, there should be, you know, uh, applications for artists and for food vendors. And when we have the children's schedule up, it'll be there. And the music schedule is still being worked on. And uh-huh. so, so, um, and w- w- it's free, right? There is no admission to mm-hmm. the Swanee City Park, mm-hmm. and that so it is open to the public all day. Mm-hmm. The festival itself. Um, is open, uh, the show opens at 10 o'clock on Saturday till 7, and then on Sunday from 10 o'clock until 6. Anything that you're planning this year that might be a little different from previous years? You know, I think that the the difference is going to be there's some new energy in the children's activities oh. with Christy Kinslow uh-huh. is going to be leading those up and 
As those of you who know her, she has a lot of art children's energy. And so we're... She has a lot of children's energy. She's got a lot of energy all the way around. And so we're so looking forward to her taking over that particular area. Good. Have you ever seen her little miniatures that she does? I've seen a variety of different things that she's done. She's a a pretty talented uh, artist. Um, Who else? Do you have some other local artists who have already stepped up? We have um, a few that mm-hmm. have stepped up. We have um, is it Chatham? Karen Chatham. Karen Chatham. We have several that have come um, in the past that have turned in their entries, but it's still kind of early to see okay. who all um, is coming for that. But we, yeah. again, want to encourage people to let people know because they may not think we're, you know, after so long that we're even going to continue to have it. I know. I think that's why it's so important that we help get the word out Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, so many festivals like this and art shows, uh, uh, the Red Rock Plain Air here was canceled for a couple of years because of COVID. And you know that it is so tough to get established with an event like the the Moab Arts Festival, and then to have it canceled. Well, folks who plan to be here may then have to make other plans if if they want to be at a show. So with COVID, everything was uh, topsy-turvy there for a few years. So um, I think anything that uh, can be done to get the show a a real solid performer this year would be terrific. What I've heard from some of the artists is they may not be going to as many shows as they have in the past, Mm -hmm. but they're choosing the ones that they really want to go to. And so that's what I've heard from some of the people that they really love coming to Moab. And so that's, that's one of the shows that they're choosing to come to. And so that's, Oh, that's good. Great. And, And I know uh, maybe for some artists who might have uh, difficulty with some of the fees uh, for the different booths, a bigger booth, um, there is a possibility for a couple of artists to share, isn't there? Absolutely. So so the we allow at least two artists per booth to share a booth okay. for the two days. That makes the fees a little bit more reasonable. And, you know, it's a long two days for people to be there. So it's kind of nice to have someone else to share the time with and, oh, yeah. to, you know, be able to have it be a more relaxing weekend. Yeah. Um, and w- what else? Let's see. You mentioned the children's activities with Chrissy Kinslow. Um and how, what kind of help you've been getting from the mark this year? The mark has been great, and they um, are going to be present at the arts festival with a booth that's going to explain all the different activities that they have going on at the mark. And they're also going to have some art demonstrations with a couple of artists at their booth. And so we're pretty excited about having them be. Uh, an active part of the festival. I just got through with a meeting 
with uh, 98 Center, and uh-huh. I believe they're going to be helping us with the beer and wine and possibly have cocktails at the park oh, this year. We have a couple of I's to dot and T's to cross to make that happen, but I hope that oh, well, that's, that will... Oh, that's different. It, it, it is, and I think that it's one of those things where we have... We, we, the Arts Festival, want it to be very inclusive. Anyone who's involved with art in any form... In, in any way, we would like you to, you know, consider being part of the festival, where the, whether it's music or demonstrations or, you know, having a booth or being a volunteer. It's it's Moab's. Oh, art yeah, festival. I think it's a yeah, I think it is. I think it's a big uh, event for us. And w- what kinds of other activities you, you, will there be demonstrations uh, you know, like I said, the the mark is going to be having some demonstrations. Oh, okay, the mark. Yes, okay. and and of course we'll have live music there. A lot of the booths, some of them will have demonstrations in their own booths. The artists might, you know, be okay. demonstrating their own art, depending on what's uh, happening in that arena. Uh, we're hoping that the rodeo club is still going to have their pony rides on oh. Saturday because you know the okay. rodeo is the very next weekend, and we. Love having that uh, ability, yeah, to cross-promote different special events that are happening in town. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, I I guess you won't have axe throwing, though, right? I haven't had a request for that yet. No axe throwing? Because, you know, after maybe you have the happy hour, you know, then we can put, like, magic markers on, on some, you know, and you had a cut the magic no i I guess that probably wouldn't work but uh so um you already gave you gave us the address or phone number where the phone number you can always call is 259-2742 and again the website is moabartsfestival.org and you should be able to uh, access the arts uh Artist application there, and if you're a food vendor and you'd like to yeah. come and think about having a, a food truck there or some kind of, you know, food products, there's an application for that there. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Um, and the food trucks, they, did they come? Did do they need to get permission from the city, or or that's that's their issue? You know, all they need to do is fill out that food application. Oh. Oh. And they also have to check in with the local health department and make sure they have whatever um, permit that they need from the health department, depending on if they've done food trucks in other places or not. depends on what their, their okay. regulations are. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm just trying to think if I have any other questions. Oh, um, and you are looking for artists from... Certainly outside of Moab, if, if anybody's listening Absolutely. or has friends in Colorado or New Mexico. Invite, invite your friends. Invite your friends. I've told some of the folks that I've sent out um, applications to that have been here in the past or that have inquired about it. You know, we have more motel rooms. Hopefully that's not going to be an issue. Let me know. If it ends up being an issue for some of your friends, hopefully they can stay with you and come and and be part of the arts festival. You know, uh, it's a busy weekend. We know that. We want to have a lot of people available to come and, and mm-hmm. visit the park during that Saturday and Sunday of Memorial 
Day weekend. Then you have the Monday off to go and explore True. whatever True. that you need. And we appreciate the the city's um, yeah. being supportive of us having it at oh. Swanee City Park and such. Hey, let, let's um, thank you for that. Again, um, we're going to uh, shift gears here just a little bit. Let's talk about you did the first one, right? Uh, this of the is, arts festival. Yeah, this is 28 years. Well, 28 years because we minus two. I mean, well, if we weren't going to minus those two, it would be 30, but yes. And, and just like KZMU is 30 yes. years old. Yes, just so, like the music festival is 30 years old, just like the car show you, was, is the, in the same uh, thing. There was five or six, I think five events that happened or st- started all that right same around. year in that 1993 year. It was fascinating. And, and, you know, I think, as I said earlier, um, as we come out of COVID, you know, the events last year, you know, the, or the music festival, the Moab Music Festival, the Arts Festival, they were just starting to, you know, come back. Mm-hmm. And my question is, um, what do you think of the current art scene? here in Moab um, with all these all these different groups um, I'm wondering if if there's a way for better coordination with them oh there's always a way for better coordination but it's so exciting that there is coordination needed that there are so many different things going on in the art community in the schools and individuals and various different organizations that have started over time it's just i never thought we would we would be here at this point in time and i'm just thrilled that there's this much uh, art activities going on i hope that both the city and the county plans um uh, mention uh, arts in a significant way in their community planning efforts. And, which which uh, is underway now. That's right. I'm a big arts advocate. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> because, um, yes, in their master plans for the coming years, there should absolutely be something about the arts and how much it uh, benefits a community. It, it, it benefits us in many different ways. Yeah. You know, and I, I was thinking, when we think of artist communities we think of santa fe right and and maybe carmel out in california and places like that and i would argue that the moab art scene could match many of these places it's just that ours is still a little um not maybe disjointed isn't the right word, but there's so much that people I think only find out in dribs or drabs. Is that? It's it's still a little um, disjointed. You have yeah. to you know kind of figure out what's going on. But you know, like like one of the benefits of the arts festival is that you know local retail merchants downtown could walk through the arts festival and pick up one or two lines that they can sell in their stores, you know, for a mm-hmm. couple of, you know, years. And mm-hmm. I've seen that happen. There's many of the stores downtown that carry various artists' um, products and and such. So it's, uh, 
it's a work in progress. Mm. Moab is very eclectic. We like it that way. But um, yeah. yeah, the scenery certainly is inspiring to artists to be here. You have to want to be here to be in, mm-hmm. in Moab. You don't come here by accident. That's so. true. That's true. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming here today and talking about the Arts Festival. And again, it is going to be held at Swanee Park on May 28th and 29th, uh, rain or shine. That's correct. Right? So there'll be some music, some food, uh, lots of artists and booths and things to do. So again, if if you're interested and you want more information, you can go to, uh, the website is moebartsfestival.org, or there's a phone number, and that phone number is 435-259-2742. 259-2742. Well, thanks, Teresa. Thank you, Richard. And I will talk to you again soon. Excellent. Well, uh That was fun. I hope you do all get a chance to get out there and get to the festival. You just heard Teresa and me talking about the arts here in Moab. And I was just thinking, you know, this this show, I'm coming up on two years of doing Art Talks. If you have any ideas or issues, topics that you would like to see covered, please Share that with me, and you can send me an email. And my email address is arttalks, that's one word, at kzmu.org. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today to Art Talks. Uh, It's been my pleasure to be here. And don't forget to join us on April 18th, Monday at 4 p.m. for the next edition of Art Talks. This is your host, Richard Codd. Till next time.